When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. What's up, everyone? Dr. Derek Williams here with you today as your host. Thanks for joining me. I have done some reflecting over the last few weeks. It's been a pretty busy time of year for us over the last couple months. We've been doing a lot of traveling and a lot of trips, all of it in the United States. I've been to Georgia and San Diego. We've gone back to Omaha, Nebraska, where we went to dental school and stopped along the way in Tulsa and Kansas City, done some stuff there. Had my in-laws in town and uh, went to the beach at uh, Crystal Beach in Galveston. So it's been a lot of fun. We've done a lot of fun things. And it's really interesting that I have kind of found a theme as we've been going some of these different places. And so I've been kind of like recording a lot of my thoughts and I'm really excited to share them with you today. So let me start off by kind of explaining the theme and how I started to see it. A lot of times when our family goes places, we stay in an Airbnb. We went to one place that had a bunch of different books and it was really kind of cool. And I found a few books that were just full of poems. And so I spent some time, probably a couple hours while we were there, just going through and reading different poems. And I was fascinated that I started to see this trend among a lot of the poems. And a lot of them were, you know, classics. So a lot of them written during like, I don't know, 1850 to 1950 in that range. And what I started to see was I started to see death and fate and pain and all over in this poetry, it really made me kind of question, why? Why? It's so interesting. I mean, in a lot of different books, they would break down the poems into categories, still among several different categories, there was a lot of talk about death and just accepting your, your fate and the pain that we go through in life and a lot of those kinds of things. And uh, really started, this is what kind of what started this thought process in my mind. Next, When we were in Kansas City, I was looking up things to do, and I found this steamboat museum, and maybe some of you have been to it. It had really awesome reviews, and, you know, in my head, I was thinking, ah, steamboat museum, I don't know that that sounds anything that amazing, you know, and my kids are from ages four to 11, and, you know, I was questioning whether or not they would be entertained or whatever, but, you know, decided to go. And we ended up just totally blown away and fascinated by the history that we learned. And what this museum was is basically there's a family, very normal family. They had an air conditioning company that they owned. Ended up getting really fascinated by the idea that in the Missouri River, there were quite a few steamboats that back in the day got torn up and were sunk and are basically still buried. And that essentially, if you find one of them, you can find a lot of buried treasure. And they put in a few years of research and a lot of work, ended up finding a 
very well preserved steamboat and buried in uh, basically in a field because the Missouri River changes course over the last few hundred years. So the Missouri River used to be in one position, it's moved. So now it was just in a, in a location in a field. So they were able to get to it a little bit more easily. Still a ton of work to get it up, but they just recovered tons and tons of stuff. The whole entire museum just full of stuff that you wouldn't expect and just in pristine condition. Very cool. So as we're going through this museum and kind of learning about this, one thing that was very striking to me was how dangerous it was to ride on a steamboat. But they didn't have trains at this point. They definitely didn't have planes or cars to get places. So really, in order to travel, you either had to walk it by foot or steamboat was one of the options. And it turns out that it is now safer to travel to the moon than it was to travel on a steamboat. Crazy. That just is mind boggling. But people did it. And why? Because they were looking for something better. I mean, if all of us go back a number of years in our ancestry, you are going to find ancestors that had to take these huge risks in order to move their family to get somewhere else. And it was a dangerous trek. So this all goes along with this concept that what I was talking about with the poetry, that it was so much, so much focused on death. And the reason being that the life expectancy was so short. You know, they didn't have the healthcare that we have today. They didn't have the safe ways of traveling that we have uh, today diseases and just a whole plethora of things that were out there where the life expectancy just was super common for children to die, for women to die in childbirth and for accidents at work. You know, there just was not a lot of measures in place as far as safety. It just was much more commonly accepted that there is much higher risk of dying in your life. So, when I started to learn about this, I tried to find life expectancy. So there's a chart and I'll, I'll put it up on our, our Facebook page. But, you know, if you just look at life expectancy, you go back to, you know, the mid 1700s and the life expectancy is somewhere around like 30 years. And that flat lines all the way until about 1875. So for 100 years there, the average life expectancy was like 30 years. And from there, at about 1875, we start to see this incline, this growth in the life expectancy to where it is today that's, you know, somewhere around like 78 or something like that. But it's very fascinating to me that we live in a day and age where we are very safe. We are very protected. When you think about, I had a conversation recently with a friend, which I think I shared this before in my last episode, when looking at stress in our life, what is not self-induced? Almost all stress is self-induced. And what I would argue is not self-induced is any kind of stress that puts us in survival mode and allows us to survive. But because we live in a day and age where we really just don't live in those circumstances, we really live in a time of abundance and prosperity. So it is 
extremely uncommon to really be in an actual survival mode in a fight or flight situation where really our life depends on it. So this has made me ponder and think a lot about risk in our lives. And really what this all comes down to is that because we live in such a safe world where we have a high chance of living long and you know surviving and thriving we should continue to take risks we should not shy away from them we should recognize that even the worst case scenario in a lot of situations is better off than where we're at now if you allow yourself to buy into fears of things and what could go wrong it's going to hold you back from living an exceptional life. You know, like I shared before, I could have bought into all the people telling me, don't study business in dental school. It's a waste of your time. Oh, why are you buying a practice right out of school? That's not a good decision. Why are you focusing so much on, you know, these clinical procedures? You need to just focus on the, on the basics in the beginning. Oh, why are you going to three days a week? That doesn't make sense. You know, you're young. You should be working more. You're going to get all this information, but if you listen and you buy into that fear and all of those things, it is going to keep you living a very average life. And I I don't remember the last time I talked to someone that said, you know what, Derek, I, I really just, I really just want to be average. What? No, nobody wants that. We... We want exceptional. We want to live our own life, our own path. But you cannot get there if you are buying into this fear. And in a day and age where we live in such a safe world, where even bankruptcy, even you know, even people that go through some really difficult circumstances still end up okay. They, they still are able to feed their families and, and survive. Obviously, we don't want to end up in those situations. And at the same time, those are very rare circumstances. Probably most of us know of someone or have heard of, of people in that circumstance. You know, But when you think as far as dentistry and the field that it is, the opportunities that are out there, man, there is so much opportunity out there to create the life that you want. There are people out there like us, the lifestyle practice. That is literally what we specialize in is helping you to reach a life that is exceptional. You decide what you want in life and we will, we are there to help you create it. You know, client after client, we are able to go through and say, what is your vision? What are your goals? Okay, let's work backwards. Here's where we're at now. And here's how we're going to get there. Man, that is such a fun thing to do. It's such a fun thing to help other people to do, but it's amazing to experience yourself. There is nothing out there that is like that. When you can come up for this plan and this, and this vision for something that you, you'd you always imagined what you'd really like life to be, but you always kind of made excuses and, ah, I probably can't achieve it. Yeah, too much risk there. No, no, there is more risk. You risk more by not risking than you do by taking the risk. I know that's crazy, like a weird sentence, but it reminds me of uh, the book that I read, Iron Cowboy. It's about a guy that did 
50 Ironmans in 50 Days in 50 States. It's a pretty incredible book to read. So obviously this guy is, is approaching things from a health standpoint, but there's a quote in that book that I have never forgotten. He said, I've seen people lose more by risking too little than by risking too much. Meaning when you look at all of the people out there, there are way more people that suffer more because they're not willing to risk anything than by those that are risking too much. If I'm going to err on one side, I'm going to err on the side of risking too much because pushing that way is going to allow you to live a more fulfilling life rather than sitting on the couch. I mean, that's a lot of what he's talking about in the book is that people are afraid to get active and to go and do these things. They're afraid of injuries. They're afraid of whatever. And so uh, they're afraid of change. And so they just sit on the couch and don't do much, end up not healthy, not living a fulfilling life. And so they, they lose a lot. It's been interesting as I've read Die With Zero, where you look at the life expectancy and even people that are relatively unhealthy uh, are still going to have a pretty long life expectancy because of healthcare and because of everything that's out there. The life expectancy is still high. So that's not what changes, but what changes is the quality of life. The more healthy you are, the better you can take advantage of what's out there and the life that you want to live. So what I want everyone to take away from this is to recognize the amazing time in life that we're alive. We're on this planet where there's a lot of structure in place that really helps us, allows us to live out our dreams. And so my question to you is, are you taking advantage of that? Are you pushing yourself? Are you letting your mind search for what's out there that you think may be possible and then going out to achieve it. Because if you're not, you're not taking advantage of what you've been given. I'm going to end with a quote from Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich. He says, there is nothing right or wrong, which belief plus burning desire cannot make real. These qualities are free to everyone. I'll read it one more time. There is nothing right or wrong, which belief plus burning desire cannot make real. These qualities are free to everyone. So I just can't stress enough how when, you know, I talk to a lot of dentists around the country, even around the world every week, and I'm able to see who is willing to take risks and who is not. And consistently, those that are willing to take risks and to push themselves outside their comfort zone to take action are the ones that end up living the more fulfilling life. So whatever that means to you, whatever is in the back of your mind thinking, oh, I really should be taking action to do this, whatever that is, stop waiting, go out and do it, do it today, send a message to whoever, you know, that's involved with that process. Let them know that you're ready to take the next step. If you want to use me as an accountability person, feel free. Reach out. Let me know. If you're ready to take your practice to the next level, reach out. Let me know. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Like I said, lifestyle practice, that is what we're out there doing. If you want to take advantage of that by taking the next step with the, the Lifestyle Practice Academy, great. Let me know. Let's get you going on it. If you're wanting to take advantage of the individual one-on-one -on -one help through coaching, let me know, or Justin or Steve, Derek, Justin, or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. So hope you guys have a great week. Keep crushing it, and we will talk to you next time.